Welcome to the Sea Change Podcast with Audrey Lawrence, helping you smash your goals and unstick what's holding you back using the best hack from science and psychology. And now, here's Audrey. Hey, it's Audrey Lawrence, and welcome to another episode of the Sea Change Network. We're broadcasting on WWPR or wherever you get your podcast. And we are back with Josh Rodriguez. What a sport. He just played a speed round. Whew. He was like the best ever with answering questions, even questions I didn't know I was asking. So what a gent. So let's move on. I have so many questions about where you are, Josh, in your space, because I'm going to say I listened to you and your shows and they're not just for young people. They're for all of us. Like I listen to a couple of them. I'm like, oh yeah, pen and paper, please. I need to start writing these things down. I know that you talk about this being for a younger generation, but do you feel like you use these skills over and over again in what we'll call say grown up life? Do you feel it's really relevant for all genres? Absolutely. I think ultimately each and every single one of us has the value to be loved for who we are and to know that we're capable of sharing that love with others. And I think when you're young, you're just in the phase of discovering that, you know, you're entering that realm in your life. But as you get older, you're still practicing it daily. So I feel like even for myself today, I'm working on those skills, learning how to, how to communicate better with people, how to kind of be more reflective of myself and honestly, just work on being my best self. I feel like it's a lifelong process. I agree. I feel like the skill gap, like the emotional skill gap happens when we didn't learn about ourselves or relationships properly or appropriately in the right time in our life. And what I end up carrying forward is never quite fully learned how to maybe treat people. I definitely see skill gaps in my own sort of emotional intelligence where I have to say, um, Maybe I haven't learned quite to share my toys very well. And in that, I have to look back at where I should have captured some of these skills. So much of this goes back to our early adolescence. So much of what we feel about ourselves, so much of what we learn about how to treat people and how we allow people to treat us sort of get boiled down to this time in our life that certainly is bombarded, bombarded with too much information, bombarded with too much content, bombarded with everybody's negative words and social framing. I think I had it easier in my generation where I didn't have massive amounts of content telling me who I should be and what I should look like and, and who I, and how I should be treated, um, which PS isn't always the best way. Uh, how do you share with your audience that this time is important and that it is a conversation they need to have? Because I would imagine this particular audience is sort of here and gone. You know, if you try and tell a teenager something, they may not always grasp it. They have a, their own better vision. I remember when I was a teenager, like I knew best. How do you yeah. break through the wall in that audience? Yeah, I think, you know, for, for young people, it, there's a lot of fast paced things happening. I think you use the right word there, bombardment, um, because there's so much online, social media and YouTube and everywhere they look, uh, there's advertisements and there's messaging that's kind of telling them do this, do this, do this. And my process mainly is to kind of aim to connect with a young person to, to get down on their level and recognize that, um, you know, the things that they have to share are valuable and that the challenges and problems they face are real. 
And I think as adults, this is something we tend to forget, right? It's, it's kind of like how when you get older, you forget what it was like to believe in the magic of Santa Claus, because now that you're older, your critical thinking skills are better. It's like, it's hard to think back to when you thought about Santa Claus and felt this magical presence. And we kind of experience that when we get older too. We for kind of forget what it was like to feel, you know, like you wanted to belong in, in a group of friends in high school or to feel like you really wanted your crush's attention. You really wanted them to like you. So I really try to tie back to those feelings. I really try to think deeply about, you know, what teenagers are feeling. And when I speak to them, I speak to them on their level in a way that kind of validates and, and shows them that what they have to say matters. And then I think that when you are able to speak to young people in that way, they see that you're being genuine, you're being honest, and you care about what they have to share. And when a teenager feels cared about, they're more open to be more vulnerable and to honestly put themselves out there. Interesting. I think you're spot on. You know, the part that resonated with me, well, so much of it did, but it almost feels like a parenting tool. And mm -hmm. that, you know, isn't necessarily a particular avenue you may have ever considered in your space. But if you're a parent of a teenager and you want to understand how to get closer, it may be worth it for you to check out Josh's channel. Because I'll tell you, the content relevant resonates in my own life and how I should think about myself and give add to my own skills. But if I'm rearing a young person, it may help you reframe what it is to have a conversation that is down to earth, that is grounded in fact, that is validating to your audience. Josh has done that. So that's a very interesting thing. I can see the next episode, Josh, teaching tools for parents. I love it. That's the next book, Josh. I love it. Okay. I'm curious to know where people can learn more about you. Where can we see you, learn about you, have you come to our school and talk about what it is that is so passionate to you? Definitely. I think that one of my goals is to kind of reach out more to schools and parents and to kind of do more one-on-one -on -one coaching with students. And the best way to kind of learn more about me is to go to my website, thejoshspeaks.com. Um, I also have a book out that's available for teenagers. And I think it's the perfect guide for any parent to buy for their kid. It's called Embracing the Awkward. And in that book, I kind of break down my own experience growing up. And then also I just give lots of different practical tips on kind of how to manage those awkward moments of life, school and life and relationships that kids deal with. But you know, speaking to students and speaking directly to kids is something that I, I aim to always do. And I think that there are a lot of parents too that can learn a lot of the skills that I teach in my videos, even in just learning how to be more open with their kids and sharing their own personal journey. Because if your child recognizes and sees you as someone who has also dealt with struggles, they're gonna also be more open to sharing their own personal experiences with you because they'll feel like they better connect with you in that sense. Interesting. So another, see, I see it as a sort of a teachable moment for parents that if you're willing to be open and vulnerable as a parent, your children will be more apt to be open with you. But honestly, as a parent, sometimes I don't always feel like that, even though my little one's little, I always feel like, you know, gosh, you have to be strong and brave and let them think that everything is well put together. But the truth behind it is that the more connectable you are in their life, the more apt they're going to connect to you. And that's cool. That's a great, another teachable moment as a parent. Thank you, Josh. I'm taking notes. I am taking notes. So much of what I like to talk about is doubt. I find in the space that I'm so keenly interested in that doubt is that single thing that suspends us. It holds us back from reaching our goals. As a grown-up, you know, as a, as a person living in the world, trying to make it happen with my own list of to-dos and my own hopes and dreams, 
Doubt is the one thing that suspends me. But as I look back in my life, I find, and as I study more about people in the brain, I find that doubt actually is really built in childhood. What are some of the tips that can help us maybe even as, as adults kind of look through the lens and see how doubt in our early days can be shaped in our life now? What do you tell your audience on the doubt topic? And it can be self-doubt, it can be nervousness, it can be worthiness. Where are your words of wisdom in that space? Yeah, I think the most important piece for any young person to know is that feelings are mentionable. And if they are mentionable, then they are manageable. And when it comes to doubt, when it comes to doubting your own ability to do something or just not believing that you are worthy of the care and kindness of others, I think ultimately having people you can turn to, whether that's friends or family or community that you can share your feelings with, you'll start to then realize that, hey, people do care about me. There are people in this world that think I matter. And if I do mess up or I do run into a situation where I don't know how to handle it or approach it, I know that I can share that with someone who can offer advice or offer a listening ear. And I think that what I really try to encourage my audience to do is to take those chances to try things, um, but not just try them because they have to do it. Try it because every opportunity really is a learning experience. And even if it doesn't work out the way that you anticipated, there's still something that you can pull from that story and something you can share. And I also really try to encourage teenagers, encourage young people to recognize that they have the ability to also be leaders in that sense. So your experience and your outlook on it can influence someone else who may later on run into that type of situation. So having an experience and then being able to share it, you can teach others and encourage them and you yourself become the leader and the role model. And that's something I look at too, when I look at my Josh Speaks kind of brand and everything I'm doing, I recognize that, you know, I'm one finite person in this world. And I re realize the best thing I can do is to encourage teenagers to also share their stories and to continue it going on. You know, I tell them, create your own, uh, you know, Bobby Speaks or Sarah Speaks and just share your journey with the next generation as well. Amazing and beautiful. And isn't it so informative that when we choose to help other people through our own action is when seeds of gratitude are planted because we feel really grateful when we can help somebody else, regardless of where we are in our lives. If you have a really bad day, instead of kind of sitting in the sadness, I encourage and I write about what it does to your brain to actually step out of that for a moment and go help somebody else. So when you choose to be a leader, given the outline that Josh just talked about, that gives you an opportunity to see gratitude inside yourself that blooms and continues to fruit and give to other people. So I love that. I love where it goes. I love what you're teaching. I wish I had that when I was a kid because you're raising a generation of I would say intellectually intelligent people, people that are our future, people that are going to run the universe, people that need to be in touch with themselves, their feelings and how they can create real impact on the world around them, even if it's just the people in their circle. That's beautiful, I love it. Well, before you go, I have one last question and by no means is it a short one. We talked before, and I appreciate our conversations, but we talked before about purpose. And that topic just means so much to me. And this process for you has been, you shared a little bit about the cathartic process of your purpose. Let's talk about 
what this is to you and what purpose means to you uniquely. Yeah, for me, purpose, I think that we tend to look at purpose like what is my one life purpose? And I don't know if it's as solid as that, because I think as we meet new people, as we have new experiences, that purpose is always evolving. Um, but what I think remains consistent is recognizing that each of us has what it takes to be somebody great. And that is something that is just inherent in our existence and who we are. So when I reflect on my own kind of grander purpose or even how that manifests in my day-to-day -day actions, I realize that the best thing I can ever do is to offer my honest self to others, to be a caring, kind person, and to lead my life with a sense of compassion, mindfulness, and confidence in all of my actions. So a big part of my day is really just trying to be my best self in how I interact with others, thinking deeply about the human experience and how everyone has their own story and looking at every single person uh, as someone who carries their own thoughts, experiences, and feelings, and really, really connecting with that. Looking at every person as they have their own thoughts and feelings. Gosh, if we just all did that every day, if we just did that single action, imagine how different the world could be. Josh, before we go, do you have something that you want to share with our listeners? Something that I forgot to touch on, maybe a topic that's passionate to you, maybe that aha question that you get so often, where is that nugget that I didn't unveil today? I mean, I would just honestly tell everyone to kind of, if there's someone in your life that you care about, let them know. Just think of one caring person in your life that has helped shape you into who you are, whether it's a parent or a friend, uh, whether it's a teacher from your past, whether it's your child, think of one caring person and make sure to just spend a little bit more time with them, to pay a little bit more attention to them and to offer a little bit more love and loving kindness overall to them, if you can. Amazing. Can I tell you, can you come back to our show again? Because that was beautiful, Josh. That was amazing. I hope you can join us again. For those of you who are just tuning in on WWPR, we're being joined by Joshua Rodriguez, an absolute star. And I'm going to tell you, just a golden-hearted gentleman. Thank you for listening to the Sea Change Podcast with Audrey Lawrence. Sea Change, a book written by a chick, but not a chick book. To learn more and download your free workbook, go to AudreyLawrence.org.